It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. I am VA. I'm here with Jeff. Ahoy, ahoy. Tim. Hello, hello. Nick. Hey, y'all. Uh, and that's all. That's that's the re- that's all of us. Okay, that's good. Um, <laughs> you knew I was going to mess up at some point, right? So, we're recording on Monday night because scheduling conflicts made us do that, and that's fine. Uh, that means we get an extra game to talk about, guys, because we saw two Vegas Golden Knights games against the Bruins. Or why don't we just start getting into it, huh? Now, I have been suffering with a cold for the week. I'm going to try to keep coughs out of here, but. I can't guarantee that's going to happen. Just send your thoughts and prayers for me, please, that I kick this thing soon. Anyway, um, yeah. All right. So we've had two Golden Knights games. Uh, the first one was last week that Nick predicted would end up in a loss. Thanks, Nick. Sorry. Um, I don't think you said it was going to be a shootout or not, but it was still a loss. And and I kept thinking about that as I watched the Bruins lose that game in the shootout. I was like, damn it, Nick. I, I so, so, so I'll point out that of getting ahead of ourselves to hair, I, I had the two biggest games backwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that how we're going to play it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, my psychic ability, uh, it's just backwards. <laughs> I mean, that's literally what I did. I predicted they would win that first one and lose the second one in a shootout. So. <laughs> you you did you did you did it, it is true uh so you did have them backwards you're right so they were dog shit that first period oh oh the first one on monday night yeah oh god yeah. okay yes um something called a paul cotter you know, what the fuck is a paul cotter I don't know, but every time when I saw that goal went in, I, I I heard in 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 Jeff's voice something called a Paul Cotter scored mm-hmm. on us early in the game, and it's like so that's all I could think about. Not only did he do it once, he did it twice, but the, you know one thirty six into the game, which you know last night they pulled up a, a really handy stat, I guess you'll say. That when the Bruins don't start on time and they allow the other team to score, oh, I don't know, within the first two minutes, it usually means the Bruins are going to lose. Usually. The Bruins didn't even get on the board until the second period and pretty late into the second period, if we're being honest. But they had been dominating play most most of that period. They gave up a goal reasonably early in the period, but like after the that, <laughs> after yeah, when they got caught the second time, yes. <laughs> um, but but like after the c- catastrophe of the first period, they played much better. They 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 were the better team the rest of the game. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I mean, a they they kind of they got goalied. Um, Logan Thompson, great story. I've I've shat on uh, Canadian U Sports a lot on this podcast. I think because like there's some people that pretend it's competent hockey. Holy fuck, we have a goaltender who came up through U Sports in the NHL and doing really well. Good for him. Yep. And the Bruins got goalied by him. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, I mean, all credit guys having a fucking great season. And it is a cool story. 
But Bruins got goalied hard by him there because, again, despite how dog shit they were in the first period, they absolutely ran the fucking show in most of the second, all very much the third, and in overtime. Yep. Like not winning in that overtime. As soon as they didn't win that overtime, I'm like, oh, fuck. I mean, particularly once, you know, as they went off there, Charlie Coyle did his unsafable move and he, and he whiffed it. I'm like, oh, fuck. And he had an open net, too, because, again, no goalie can stop the Charlie Coyle shootout move. <laughs> it's not possible, <laughs> apparently. Although his goal, his shootout numbers are much worse than I expected. They showed that in the game, like, really? But, like, I feel like every time I've seen him shoot in the shootout, he, he, he connects because no one can deal with that because he just gets long and horizontal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Charlie Coyle. I'm pretty boring. I'm very handsome. I do one move. <laughs> and it's long and horizontal. <laughs> oh my God, he's fucking Zoolander. <laughs> That's what it is. He's Zoolander. And then but again, Thompson didn't stop it. Nope. No, 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 no. Coil, I think, was that on a post or did he just whiff? I don't remember. Either it was one of those two. It was one of those two situations. <laughs> it was one of those things where it's like, when the end result happened, I just didn't want to look back at that game at all. I mean, and it was like, it was one of those shootouts that you just dread because it's like you go through the first three rounds and nobody's connecting. It's like, okay, I guess maybe the Bruins have a chance, except then you realize, oh no, it's like basically sudden death. <laughs> I mean, like, it's one of those shootouts where you find yourself suddenly hoping, it's like, okay, if we're doing this, like, let's, let's, let's go deep and have it be one of those Merrick Malik shootouts. Oh, I'm not familiar with first that. year of the shootout famous, rather famously, I don't remember what teams it was. I mean, it was the, the bolts and someone else went to like 11 rounds. And so like a fourth rounder did one of the best shootout moves ever and won the game. Oh, wow. It is the only highlight that player ever had in his career. <laughs> I mean, after a while, I was just like, put, put Lindholm on the, on the, uh, on the goal line and just let him huck it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I did find it was interesting that the coil was was one of the um, sudden death shooters, not one of the core three. Yeah, like last year, I feel like he was always one of the core three. Yeah, yeah, your core three this time was Marshy, DeBrusque, and Pasta, right? And then Which they went with all Hall. very fair calls, but then oh, yeah, uh... <laughs> yeah. and then Hall, mm-hmm. okay, and then Coil, you're like, oh, Coil, no, no, nope, in- instead. The hero of the game was one Riley Smith who can just go fuck right off. <laughs> go back to looking like a fucking oven mitt. You know, I'm okay. I saw the tweet from the Golden Knights account that said, Oh, Bruins legend uh, Riley Smith wins the game. And I'm like, If he were any good here in Boston, why do you think he's been on four teams already? Maybe five. I don't know. You guys have had him for Dallas, a while. Boston, Florida, Vegas, four. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, the thing is, I was thinking about this on my first walk today with my dog. And I was like, did Riley Smith just happen to come into a system that would play to his strengths rather than have him play to their system? Is that what happened? Because that's the only way I can explain Riley Smith having so success. so until he was in Vegas, he was an every other season guy, right? Right. He was great his first Boston season, dog shit the second. Yep. Phenomenal his first Florida season, 
dog shit his second, at which point they paid to get rid of him. Yep. Yep. And uh, then been consistently solid, varying from very good to unspectacular, but solid, you know. Yeah, yeah. Basically, he is like the epitome of the contract year guy. Where he'll but since play he's been in Vegas, that's had not. But since Vegas, since he's been in Vegas, he's been reasonably consistent. So, like, you know, good for him. Right. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, you know that we're talking about Riley Smith, right? And his success and how he won that shootout. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I knew all of that. <laughs> <laughs> well. Um, I mean, there also may have just been he hadn't put it all together yet. I think it just might be a late bloomer. Okay. I just wanted to make him seem like crappy. Because <laughs> um, I didn't like that tweet, damn it. Like, look, look, the only problem that like ever like traded, sending Riley Smith away is like, well, you know, based on the record in Boston, that's perfectly reasonable move. Bringing in Jimmy Hayes in exchange for it, grim. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. rest in peace. And rest in peace. Yes, I, I feel bad, bad, bad talking smack. But like, let's face it, Jimmy Hayes was what Jimmy Hayes was when he was in Boston. Yeah, he, no, he was not that good. I mean, let's be honest, he was a borderline NHL player his whole career. But yeah, and Boston went and traded for him after his one good season, immediately after his one good season. Yeah. Yeah. The old Bolesky. Yeah. <laughs> I say that that's not true. Bolesky was actually, despite that what people will tell you, was actually really good his first season in Boston. Then he got hurt. It never came back and never recovered. <laughs> I think they mismanaged his injury. And I hate to say that against the the Bruins medical staff, but you know, so they they had a habit of mismanaging some other injuries or giving players choices that they should not have been making, like with Krejci when he was obviously not playing well for a couple of seasons, then had a procedure, and then he was better. You yeah, know? but yeah, because like Bolesky, like again, like the big thing to say with Bolesky's first season, he played. He produced like a second liner with first liner possession and a third liner pay. Mm-hmm. What else could you possibly want from a player at that point? Sweenius. Yeah. I, I think he needed a knee surgery that they didn't give him. And they just decided to just put him on the shelf for a little while. To they should have given him the knee surgery written off that second season in Boston. And maybe he would have been able to come back properly. Exactly. Exactly. Only maybe. You never know. But. <laughs> well, I, I'm saying that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, um, that's, whether or that's not a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. He was really badly hurt. I mean, because he came back from that knee injury and he wasn't, he wasn't very good. Hampus Lindholm got a knee injury last year after he was traded to the Bruins and uh, he was able to come back. Right. And then he got concussed and that was a little worse. And then at the end of the, the season, he basically was like, well, I mean, we're just gonna, I, I'm just gonna, work it with it right now and i don't think there's there's any need for surgery so there there are knee injuries obviously that you get and it's just rest and just oh was it chara like basically like worked his way through a torn mcl and just like worked his way out of it too pcl okay yeah yeah i think it was a partially torn mcl but i think it was definitely a like the pcl was but like chara just straight up worked it out but that's because chara chara is not you know human a normal human yeah a normal human there we go okay he is human just not normal yeah so look i can't say for sure that Boleski would have been better 
had he had the surgery, but I, I seem to think that the medical staff sometimes makes mistakes and I don't think it's the same medical staff that's there now than it was then. I think, well, I mean, among other things, Del Negro is retired now. So it's some, so so it's had trainers different now and trainers, part of the medical staff and where, right. So of course, of course they are, but you know, you also have doctors too, who, who advise based on of the testing and stuff. A couple of years ago, they actually demoted their head head trainer. I forget his name. Like you mean Whitesides? Whitesides chose to take a different to take that more like PR mm. role rather than being um, okay. a strength and yeah, conditioning he, coach. Yeah, he was strength and conditioning. Yeah. So the story was at least that he chose a different position. That he was uh, that he no longer wanted to be in the major role. Mm. Well, I think it might be that he might have been honestly emphasizing some things that weren't so useful. He wanted a more community-facing position, I think. So that's what they did for them. Anyway, getting back to this game on last Monday night, ugh, Riley Smith wins it in, a, uh, in the shootout. And, you know, I'm sure there are Riley Smith fans around, but ugh, it was just sucky. It was a sucky way to get ready to go for a mini road trip, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So... Then Wednesday rolled around. And before Wednesday rolled around, the Bruins were given a bit of a gift, a little bit of a present. Yes. So so a couple technically, because, um, of course, uh, Archery Lekonen had um, uh, gone out during the previous game against Boston and was, was going to be out. Then it was announced that uh, Nathan McKinnon was going to be out for a while. Four weeks. This is on top of um, uh, um, uh, Landeskog already being uh, down for the count. Among an assortment of not really all that relevant players, but anyway. (laughs) When you add all that up. (laughs) You're ending up with mostly an AHL roster and also Miko Ranton and and Kale McCarr. (laughs) That game on Wednesday, well, I'm not going to say it was a cakewalk. Uh, It was a a 4-0 shutout for the leading goaltender in all the lands of the nhl goals from these usual suspects kind of two for hall one for pasta frederick we got to talk at length about this third line right now why don't we talk about that third line as it was constituted because right now with crazy being out the third line is being repopulated middle the middle six is is churning at present with crazy out line of of uh coil centering hall and frederick Gave this some time on our last episode. Mm -hmm. Um, And they've continued to just be in absolute beast mode. Matchups. Matchups, real goals, expected goals. Other teams are utterly incapable of containing Hall. Let's face it, it's mostly about Taylor Hall and third pairing matchups. He's a second line for sure. And maybe in some teams, a first line winger on the third line. And taking Frederick over from his natural left position to the right seems to have just reignited him nick did go into it for for a while on the last podcast about why that works yeah the only thing i've been thinking in general is like you know what the the, the one constant generally speaking with this bruins team and making really aggressive deep runs has been a really good third line Mm -hmm. 2019 coil and uh heinen uh, and johansson yeah uh, 2013, they spent the they had Sagan on the third line with Kelly and Pavs, and 2011, of course, that that Kelly Pavs um uh, um uh, a rider line uh, third line was quite good. 
unspectacular, but solid, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Ryder would come in and play goalie at least once. <laughs> I feel like in that 2011 cup run, like each of those guys on the third line, like had a series where they were the star. Kind of. It's like they each like took turns. Like, all right, I'll be I the goal. Pav's, Pav's getting the jump to uh, the, the Krejci Luch line after yeah. the Horton concussion is, uh, is the big point there, right? For him. Correct. Didn't both Kelly and uh, Peverly come over uh, in trades that year, or was that the year uh, before? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. Kelly. They gave up a second in at the 2011 draft for, and Pavs was uh, Pavs and uh, Boris Valabic, because you know, so guy um, came over for Blake Wheeler and Mark Stewart, which was so basically they traded Wheeler and a cap dump for. Um, uh, for, 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 for Pavelski, which by any objective measure, if they hadn't won the cup would be a really bad trade. Peverly, but, not Pavelski. Pe- yes, Peverly. There's, sorry, there's a little bit of wish. There's some wish casting there. I, yes. I, 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 <laughs> Peverly, sorry. Pever- but yeah, so, so had they not won the cup, that of course would be an all time awful trade. I don't think anyone expected Wheeler to like turn into the Wheeler we kind of know him as today. But at the same token, the wheeler we know him as today is also the kind of player that never would have gone very far at the Bruins. Yeah. Because he has uh, been, he is a calamity in his own zone. Always, always has been. And he was <laughs> always offsides. <laughs> he was with Boston. <laughs> My God. The whole team of break Blake freaking wheelers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and trading Mark Stewart, of course, allowed room to acquire the best offensive defenseman and uh, second best offensive defenseman, excuse me, in uh, Boston Bruins history. Of course, the best being uh, Yuri Slager. It allowed us to get a uh, uh, Caberlet. I mean, with respect to Anthony, woof. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of woof in what I just said, but yeah. thank you. Yeah. Oh, 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 yes, absolutely. Um, Yuri Slager, um, uh, more successful as a Czech politician post-retirement than um, as a Boston Bruins offensive defenseman. So you're saying there's hope for Thomas Caberlet, yeah. who, who apparently lives in Toronto and he and his wife have a, a restaurant. So that's good. Oh, good yeah. for him. Yeah. Um, during that call, I didn't uh, actually know he'd stop playing because I knew he played for quite a while in the Czech Republic after his uh, after that whole Habs fiasco. Yeah, I think they went back to Toronto and his wife uh, has a restaurant and he delivers. And during that 2020 or whatever, the, the he's, pandemic. He's effective call, for all intents and purposes, an Uber, an Uber driver. That's fantastic. Yeah. He, he's <laughs> like, I got to go. I got to make a delivery. <laughs> um, and uh, and uh, who was it? Oh, God. It was Campbell who was like drunk off his ass, who made some comment about, are you sure you're delivering them, not just eating them? Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Oh, he got he oh, just dropped out of oh, the he just he, went straight, he just went straight for the throat with Thomas Flaberlet, huh? Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he did, and he left the call immediately. Oh, I remember that. I oh. yeah, I watched that. I was like, oh no, that was that was low. That was too low. I mean, Campbell is just he's a mean bitch, isn't he? You know, like I mean, I guess if your dad is Colin Campbell. Maybe that explains a lot, you know? Yeah, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, there's a, not, that's one thing. I mean, like, I respect for, for, for Greg Campbell, what he did as a broom, but like that man just, you can smell the, do you know who my father is uh, energy off of him? 
You always could too. <laughs> yeah, but I'm also wondering if it was either high expectations or he got whacked a few times with the the hockey stick <laughs> by dad. Uh, yes, I am inferring that there might have been some abuse, but we're talking about Colin Campbell. Yeah. He's a dick. <laughs> Can we talk about whacking a teammate with a stick that happened with the Sens this week? I kind of feel bad for tra- for, tra- for Travis Hamonic because they won that game, which means he's going to get smacked in the face by, by a teammate every single game now. That's exactly what Down Goes Brown said. You know? <laughs> that was quite a smack, too. Oh, 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 yeah. Like, Shabbat, Shabbat pulled no punches there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, did he just neglect to see anybody around him? Or was he really trying to go after him? <laughs> oh, no. To me, I was looking at, like, he he knew. Yeah, he was after pain. He was, and he got it. I mean, if you're the only good defenseman on the on, on the Senators and you're stuck playing with Travis fucking Harmonic, like, okay. it'd be frustrating. Look, I don't know what their relationship is. They might have a total BDSM thing going on, and that's fine and cool. But... There's always got to be consent. And Hamannick didn't look like he gave consent to be whacked in the face with a stick. <laughs> it is sort of funny, isn't it? Well, you got to watch out for those sticks that come out of nowhere. <laughs> Wasn't there an NFL player that before every game would have be slapped in the face? He would ask like, like one of the people that works for the team to slap him in the face before every game to get him like hyped up. He played for like the Panthers or something. There probably like a, was, but I can't. I'm pretty sure he was a defensive tackle, Rucker maybe, or something, something like that. He would he would just ask like the side one of the sideline personnel to just slap him in the face a couple times so he could get like amped up for the game. All right. Well, I mean, whatever floats your boat, and that is consent. <laughs> yeah, that is. He very much wanted it to happen every game. Going back to that 2011 reunion, okay. I can't believe it's still on YouTube. Yeah. Slightly edited, I'm pretty sure, but not really. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's for posterity, right? <laughs> I guess if we're ever short on content, we should just like do a like a reaction video <laughs> to us watching it again. I love how Ryder is just sitting in the dark. You oh, know, that's right. In Newfound- uh, Newfoundland. Yeah, he's just sitting in the dark. You know, Brad's like basically showing off his high tech kitchen or something. You know, Tuca's complaining about like being a father again. Another girl. Oh, that's right. He made the comment about that. Oh, geez. Yeah. I'm gonna be he already had two daughters. He's allowed to want to allowed to be disappointed he didn't end up with a son on round three. Like, I don't understand what the fucking deal there was. Hey, you know what? We don't know. That child might become a son someday. <laughs> Oh, setting that aside, though, my point is people were really up in arms about that. It's like, he's fucking allowed to, 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 to be like, yeah, I wanted a boy. I have several daughters and I'm happy with them, but like I wanted a boy. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember exactly what he said because it was hilarious and the reaction I, of the team. I wasn't offended by any means, but there yeah. were lots of people who were very offended. Yeah. You know, um, I think that some people honestly are just destined to be girl dads they're just destined to have girls and that's fine like jeff jeff's gonna have nothing but girls all of his pets will be girls his children will be girls and of course his wife is a woman but you know Hmm. dr julie but he's just gonna have all the girls it's gonna be fine because jeff's gonna be a fine 
girl dad, right? He's got it all under control. I'm sorry, Jeff. If you want a boy, I hope you have a boy. I mean, like, whatever happens, happens. Like, that's that's, that's my view of that's the matter. It. I mean, yes. some variety would be nice, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. For the record, I, I had uh, vocalized the, early on. It's like, well, we have twins and we'll have two right away, two, uh, two out from the outset, and then we won't have to have it again. Julie pointed out this was insane. And almost certainly karma is going to cause us to have twins on round two, is what I figured. <gasps> I hope not. No. Yeah, well, for, for stars, that would result in three kids, and we don't want three. Um, or I don't want three. Well, but anyway. <laughs> one thing if you do have twins, you'll have three, and then that's it it's not it's not your control and that's fine and you'll be absolutely great with it um but to speaking of someone with a three-month-old infant i i I can't imagine now dealing with two infants at once no no not for your first round that's no anyway karma is going to slap me in the face with this one's what i'm saying (laughs) oh let me get back to the third line i'll go back to that other thing in a minute the third line I'm going to tell you what I think the the secret is, why it didn't work last year. Ready? Mm -hmm. Taylor Hall and Charlie Coyle were both planning their weddings to other people, obviously, not not to each other. They both got married within like two weeks of each other in the offseason. Okay. All of that shit is stressful. It is. It's like, even if you're like game focused, it's just, you know, and like Charlie Coyle and Taylor Hall didn't have a lot of time to really get to know each other before Cassidy was already jumbling things up. So there's a lot of shit that was going on. I mean, there is also the matter. Charlie Coyle is not really cut for second line competition, but anyway, (laughs) that's true. But you know what? As a third line center, he's doing just fine. It's great. Third line center. Outstanding third line center. It's nice to have that depth really really wonderful to have that depth so we're He's blessed gotten really good at face-offs like it not I me mean, not bergeron good but he's better than Krejci, um allowing them to really kind of throw him out on the on the pk and be effective because he was probably at 40 percent uh last year and he's above 50 this year that's a, that's a huge turnaround he's second place with forwards with uh time on the penalty kill shorthanded time hmm. Uh, in the all all of the NHL, so he's doing something right. So yeah, I, look, it's working. I don't know why it's working. We're just glad it's working. Can it continue to work, please? But right now things are going to be a little broken up because we'll get to that in a little bit. But anyway, getting back to the game, the Columbus uh, Columbus. Let's try that again. The Colorado game. Uh, Colorado, for many reasons, were they just they weren't they weren't doing well. So. It's okay. There's one thing I wanted to note. Tim will like this. Thomas Noshik, second career NHL fight. This one didn't go so well, but second fight. Two fights in a year. Spicy. I mean, eventually it'll get better. Maybe. Yeah, or people will just be like, nah, I don't want to fight him. Uh, I mean, the guy was it was dryden hunt and he was just being a dick so we all know that's what the reason was so that's why he had to fight him it's all right so then on we go to friday uh mullet arena 
Jeff, as you predicted, watching that game was difficult. Not, yeah, perhaps not for the reasons I expected. <laughs> right, right. I mean, the angles um, of, of watching the game with the cameras, it was. Uh... And then, and then, of course, the, the two play by play teams <laughs> talking over one another. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And the in arena sound being so loud and like drowning everything out. Oh my God. <laughs> it was like, oh, I cannot. I it, like I need to watch the game and never hear this music or hear anything from this game. I just need I I don't even want ice drink sounds in this game. I just want it to be silent. It was so bad. So bad. Uh, and then they went down to Sofia Yurcevic once and they, they got no sound from her. And I think that oh. was, it was it for the rest of the night. I mean, they, it, she, they just couldn't get anything. Yeah, it was, it was bad. Um, I still want to go see a game there, but I don't want to watch games broadcast from there. And I can't imagine why people would. Imagine. No. You're a Coyotes fan. That's what you got to watch. 41 times. I mean, year. imagine you're a Coyotes fan. That's already pretty, like, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a tall ask. Oh. It's like asking, do you ma- imagine you're a unicorn or, or like a griffin? <laughs> yeah. Or like a likable Canuck. <laughs> <laughs> Which we have to circle back to that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's talk about this coyotes game and then let's talk about that okay okay so um the bruins guess what josh brown seems like he's going to haunt us for the rest of our lives or at least until he no longer plays because josh brown again scored right away into the game like he did when they played in the bruins home opener um what the fuck man 23 seconds in 23 seconds like i hadn't even sat down with my beverage before that happened and yeah so that game oh god it was hard to watch we got uh we got vimelka'd yeah yeah we we got goalied but you know perhaps talking about the game itself is not that interesting let's talk about the final Oh, let's say, I don't know, 15 seconds, 14 one of, seconds. One of the stranger blown calls. Yeah, I mean, even Stripe said, excuse me, did they think that Swayman came out and played it? Because that should have been icing. Swayman's hand was up. Yeah, so they blew the icing call. And but it was but it was conflicted, right? Like like one linesman called it icing way early, and the other one waved it off. I think the other guy just wanted to go home. He's like done. He was done with this game. Just wanted I'm to go playing home. at a place called Mullet. For fuck's sakes, let me go home. <laughs> right, right. I, I mean, <laughs> I do not want to fucking officiate on overtime. <laughs> I mean, usually you know, stu- uh, stadium, stadia, arenas are big enough so that. You know, on the ice, you don't really hear all of that other like music and stuff over top. Like that's supposed to be directed towards the people in the seats. 
and primarily at the people in the balcony and it's supposed to you know absorb some sound but that sound in that arena i cannot imagine that you weren't getting it on the ice and if you were an official on the ice you were probably like let's get this the fuck done because it was just fucking loud right I'm not talking about fans. I'm just talking about the in, in in arena stuff. I like things loud. I'm I'm not that old, but man, that was too much. So I, I just feel like they sh- that guy should not have been able to wave that off. Jack and Brick started talking about the paint. What the fuck? They had nothing to do with the paint. They had everything to do with the fact that it was just icing. You know? So it's like, then, okay, so now it's it's waved off right and so now forward has to play the puck and completely fucks it up. oh yeah well yeah yeah we can complain about their officiating right there all the time but like like forward done gone fucked up yeah i you know what i was not on the side of complaining about the icing before because to, for, in my mind it's always been like well it doesn't matter if they waved it off you still got to play it right so you just don't cough up the puck to the guy right there. Don't. Oh, take- you so, so, well, they weren't prepared. He was okay. So, so on the one hand, Forbort wasn't prepared to have to play the puck because it was going to be icing. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, Cruz was apparently prepared to play the puck, even though it was obviously uh, supposed to be icing. Yeah, played to the whistle. But with yeah. that said, sometimes you still make assumptions. So um, I guess lucky, lucky for Arizona. Just, uh... It was so just so stupid. I definitely watched all the games this week. <laughs> definitely watched all of it. Um, definitely just didn't watch the last 90 seconds of this game. Because um, I was coming back from a concert from in chapel hill definitely not the case but um if that was the case it kind of just made me think you you would think the bruins sucked forever because that was the only thing you watch the bruins do this week was cough up the puck with 90 seconds remaining (laughs) i don't think it made it into steve dangles dang it's so there's that Oh, really? Honestly, like a lot of the oh, but they do those Bruins on media hasn't talked about this. They've just said, oh, the Bruins lost a game to, to, to the Coyotes. Like, but, 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 but guys, like the thing, the, the, the fuck. Um, like, like, uh, down goes Browns weekend. We're updated. Just like, oh, they lost again to the Coyotes. Like, well, yeah. But... How did they lose? <laughs> In fairness, Ryan Lambert's what we learned is what we learned today on AP Rinkside. He's like he he, he just made fun of this. this is a hilarious way to lose a game. It's like that's that's actually correct. Yes, okay. At least you're acknowledging how this happened. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I still say that Forbert could have played the puck a different way. He should oh, have played unequivocally. The puck yes, different. yes. But so, he also should not have been in a position to be having to play the puck at that moment whatsoever. <laughs> I, but I'm gonna. I have to let go of that. I have to let go of that. Ultimately, you know, we can sit there and we can criticize the refs all the time. I'll point out using that reasoning, we have to forgive Kelly Sutherland for the whole Achari thing, and we can't do that. No, we cannot. <laughs> I'm still not over that. Okay, no, no, no. 
That one was really egregious, though. It was like right in front of him. But using the same reasoning, the rest of the team should have been prepared to actually play at a time when the whistle should have happened. They didn't. But yes, the team. So 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 you got got to walk careful here. (laughs) Damn it. Stop trying to. This is I'm talking as a fan. It's not supposed to be logical. (laughs) Don't use your fancy debate logic on me. <laughs> Let me blame Forbert. <laughs> Do you know how hard it is for me to blame Forbert? I'm blaming him just because I have to. But yes, you're the blame refs... Forbert. You're not blaming Darla. It's fine. No, I would never blame Darla ever. No, I. All right. Yes, fine. Guess what? There are two two different people at fault here. The guy who waved off the call and Forbert. And yes, had the call not been waved off, we wouldn't have the other one. Ugh. All right, fine. There we go. You got it. You got it. You got it. Fine. But anyway, it just sucked. It sucked. When I don't get to see goalie hugs, I get very mad. Right? Okay. Now, what was it that you want to talk about? I totally forgot. So, so Chara went, went on, um, uh, was it uh, Julian Edelman's podcast there? Uh, games uh, with names, yes. Um, and uh, and told a bit of a story about the 2011 uh, Cup final. Yep. I now I'm going to tell you one thing right now. I was excited to see that Julian Edelman on a story I guess I saw on Instagram was talking with Zidane Char, and I was like, "Ooh, I want to listen to that that podcast." And so I decided I'm going to queue up this podcast while I'm going to go grocery shopping my husband's with me and we're going to listen to this thing and we got a half hour into the part of the podcast before i mean and it was we were nowhere near zedano chara coming on it was like a half an hour on and i was like these are like even like this is like lamer than than like than barstool shit oh i mean it's not as offensive as barstool but it was just lamer and it was just like they're trying to be a better natured barstool, but they're not as good. And, and people think they're uh, and the people doing it think they're funny. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is painful. So I could not listen to the episode because I just couldn't get through it. I, I'll have to find a way to fast forward to the Chara part. But anyway, go on. You know about what he said. Let's go. No, I was just going to say, I'm pretty sure Edelman. I thought for some reason, I thought Edelman was part of barstool now. Oh God! I hope not. I know he's part know, of CBS. CBS. Maybe, I just know I've seen. I remember seeing him. He may have in, been on some part on some barstool podcasts or something. Maybe yeah. it's just that. Maybe I'm just misremembering what I. Yeah, this podcast is definitely not on barstool. Okay. Um, but it it was like an hour and a half or two hours of a podcast episode, and I was like. Oh, I got to start editing our episodes down. <laughs> but anyway, yes, let's. So, let's so said. yes. So, so, so Chara says that in advance of game three, so the first game in Boston in the 2011 final, the Canucks players were no, were apparently like what he described as practicing, but really just like, you know, basically pantomiming at lifting the cup. Mm-hmm. And this was uh, served as, as inspiration for the Bruins um, to to uh, 
turn around and start kicking ass, at which point, of course, you know, remember, Canucks narrowly won their first three home games, whereas Bruins um, uh, chased uh, the Canucks out of the barn of all three games in Boston. Wasn't game, was it game three that Horton got hurt? Yes. All right. So already there's a little alarm. I will admit there's a little bit of concerning revisionism there by Chara. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let me just say one thing right now. Now, I know that uh, Kevin Bieksa has been on Sportsnet or whatever it is. Rogers. Kevin I- Bieksa doesn't have exactly a good track record of being honest about how things were going in the Canucks, in the Canucks locker room during that series. He has a history of being caught in lies. Right. Well, I'm just saying for the record, this is what he said. You know, he even insulted Elliot Friedman in the pro- process, maybe jokingly insulted him, but whatever. I don't know. I just think that BX is an ass, so I don't really care. Now, he has come out and said that's not true and blah, 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 for what it's worth. Right. I'm going to p- posit this to you. I don't quite buy that that's the reasoning. And I'm not saying that Zidane Chara is lying. I don't buy. Yeah, I don't buy that Jar is lying whatsoever. That's just not who he is. I will buy that his memory, like my memory, like your memory, is a little bit faulty. Memory is fluid. We think that we remember things very concretely, and there are some people who do have who have super memory. They have like photo, uh, photographic memory. There are people like that, but for the most of us, uh, for most people on this earth, we do not have that. So we will remember something, but we'll kind of put something in there instead. We'll like insert some other part of some other story and put it in there. If you ask me, if you, the way you said it, that the the guys were pantomiming on the ice, lifting the cup and everything. That's what every kid in Canada does when they're playing like street hockey, or if they, if they, they have like, uh, you know, they're playing uh, hockey in their uh, backyard ice that's what all the kids do that's i have Mm -hmm. read that i from so many different canadian hockey players right it's just in their blood like ken dryden wrote about that in the game you know i mean uh and so to me i'm just i'm thinking like he's maybe inserted some memory of something else into that and he it just becomes this conflation instead of a real memory um in in 2021 spring training the new york mets definitely practiced um like celebrating winning the world series like making the final out um and there's like video of it that went around the internet when it happened they were basically yeah just practicing celebrating winning the world series and that was pretty funny when it happened because everyone made fun of the mets because it's the mets so i i don't want to say that that um I don't want to say that that Chara is lying. I think he's told himself a story that he has made to be true in his mind. So I will say other thing, though, it's like a lot of hockey media circling the wagons around BXA, which like seems to be deep fixing one one rather important detail that makes this reasonably plausible. Has there ever been a team less likable than the 2011 Canucks? Mm. Remember, I remind you all, this is a team, and I say I know, yes, coming this from serious bias, because like we're fucking eleven years on and both team and both fan bases still hate hate the opposing teams. But the bottom line is that was a team that that employed at the same time. Mm-hmm. 
Alex Burroughs. Ugh. Finger biter. Max Lapierre. Fuck wit. Rafi fucking Torres. Should have been suspended forever. Ryan Kessler. What a dick. And of course, rather admittedly a situational douchebag in this case, but Aaron Rome. Yeah, that guy. Not to mention Luongo at the one moment in his career where he managed to be supremely unlikable. Yes. I really (laughs) hated him based on that. And then it took a long time for me to come around on on Robert Luongo, uh, Roberto Luongo. Eventually it's like, oh, actually this guy's fucking rad. But like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) He's naturally funny. (laughs) Um, But, you know, the whole pump, pump his tires thing was just really fucking needy (laughs) it was so needy and it was just like you know tim thomas who's like salt of the earth guy from like you know a car building town in in michigan's like uh i didn't know i needed to pump his tires (laughs) you know like it's it's really been lost all this is like the canucks were a supremely unlikable team like only hockey media seems to pretend that the Canucks were 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 Canada's team, and that I know far more Canadians who hate the Bruins who were pulling for Boston in that series because that Canucks team was that unlikable. Yeah. And they were um, they were extremely good that year. I had the best offense, best defense. Ryan Kessler put up trophy. forty goals. Yeah. <laughs> um. And from what I again, I, I go on Reddit every now and then and my brother loves reddit he like sends me screenshots um and back then he was uh i guess like making his case that the bruins were the nicer fan base because all the the canadian fans didn't like the in, in jeff speak up if, if you've heard differently i guess we're tired of like the canuck fans being cocky about it like acting like non-canuck fans canadian fans hated that team yeah hated that team <laughs> uh, all i have to say to canucks fans is what has happened since <laughs> what's happened since i mean i mean they like, started I, off I'm not, burning their own city down so right I'm, <laughs> I'm not trying to be a dick i'm just saying like you had such a great team so so obviously you had long-term success right and you went to the playoffs and went deep in the playoffs and you you went to several Western Conference Finals, right? You were the team that faced the Bruins in the 2013 Stanley Cup Final, right? Oh, no, it wasn't you. It was another hateable team for other reasons. Yeah, so I'm just saying, get over it. Get over it. I mean, the Bruins aren't the only team to beat them in Game 7. Why do you people still not not still hate the Rangers or, or the Islanders? Yes, those things were 30 and 40 years ago, respectively. That's besides the point. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I think I feel like the 2011 Bruins team is like is one of those teams that you either love them or you uh, you you acknowledge they exist because you hate the other team. That's about it. (laughs) Or you really hate them. So it depends, I guess. But anyway. Okay, so look, I don't want to say bad things. I don't want to say like Zenonatara is like losing his mind. You know, the, the thing that I come back to is that, you know, from what I read, because I did not listen to it, 
he said he saw it, but then he said he heard about it. So I'm just, I feel like this is a story that he might've told himself that became true in his head because he told himself enough times. We don't, we all do that. We all do that. Uh, you know, we just don't all do it as publicly. All right. Um, you know what, Jeff? I forgot to let you go off about Bennington last week. Would you like to take that time right now? What a fuckhead. There we go. So, 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 so fuck Whittington here. Yep. Um, uh, like, like, like straight arms with his, with his, with his glove hand while he's skating by uh, J- Jason Zucker. Zucker skating by him. Yes. 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 Yeah. Um, and then he gets, gets tossed mm-hmm. for it as, as he should. Yep. Gazooker and like, like as he's skating past the pen's bench, like starts talking shit. Gets a game misconduct. And like the guy's done like like Bennington has a long history of being absolute fucking garbage. He he is a r- absolute rat shit garbage human being. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um um, in general, you go back. He's got he's got some really horrifying tweets from before he was even a pro that have never been deleted, right? Um, but then, of course, going particularly going back to playoffs last year, he just 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 real shit. There's just nothing good about this person. Nope, he's a nasty and person. What we're seeing now is, among other things, the karmic circle appears to be closing on him, which is excellent to see. Uh, the Blues suck. He sucks even more. And I believe his head coach has come out and said, just play goal. That's all we want you to do is just to play goal. This is not the first incident this year, even. He's just He's been being outplayed dick. by the rotting corpse of Thomas Grice. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Grice, the kind of players like, oh, he's still in the league, huh? Cool. Uh... I didn't know Thomas Grice was still in the league. Yep. Right. Cool, huh? Yeah. Oh, did you see how Grice went? Uh, oh, Grice had to go into the game, obviously, because Bennington was kicked out, and uh, he went over to the net and fell into it as he was getting ready to take over. Just, I did see that. Yep. Yeah. Womp womp. You know what? <laughs> fuck the Blues. Seriously, absolutely, fuck the Blues. Yep. I nothing likable about them. Sorry, Noel. Sorry, Tori. Just nope. Nope, nope, nope. I'm still upset about. I'm not even upset about losing Tori Krug anymore. I'm upset about him signing with the fucking Blues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? That's why I'm upset about Noel Achari. I don't want to hate him. I I am genuinely at this point. It's like that sucks that he left Boston and and it's like the and the way it happened. But it's the way it fucking goes. But then he went and signed with the Blues. Yeah, and that I, still upsets me. That that Blues thing really, really sucks. I mean, I'm going to say that I don't think that the dealings with Sweeney were on the up and up, and that's okay. But uh, going with the Blues, man, oof, that like seriously, no, 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 no. Um, I mean, I, I know it's a business, but fuck it. Yes. I also know plus minus isn't the greatest stat, but when it's I don't know to an extreme it's usually indicate you know indicates something tory krug minus 23 i think it means more i i still will say that i think plus minus 
does play it only a role matters in... against your teammate relative to your teammates. Mm-hmm. You, you should never compare it to adjacent teams, but. But I also think that it, it, it is a little bit more important to defensemen, defensive stats, I would say, because, you know, you're supposed to make sure that doesn't happen. But we all know that, that, yeah. that Krug's game is more or was more offensive. I don't think he's even the dynamo that he used to be. And maybe I hate to say it. Sweeney was right to not sign him, but. Well, you know, here's the thing is it's, it's about situations and like they signed him to nominally replace Petrangelo and like, that's not going to work. Like I think Petrangelo has always been one of the more overrated defensemen, but at the same time, like Krug isn't a replacement for what he does. Right. I hope I hope Tori Krug's doing well. Otherwise, though. Well, he has another daughter with a silly name, so I don't know what the name is. Honestly, I can't remember. Poo poo pants. Oh silly God. name. I hope not. <laughs> oh no, no, it's not that. Thirty three years old. I. Yep. Yes, you are. <laughs> I can tell with your words and stuff <laughs> and your mutton chops. They're fun to play with. I'm sorry. I, like listeners, you can't see us, but this entire podcast, I've just been like, Ooh, ee, my face. He's, he's been running his bone claws through his pork chops. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's talk about last night's game, which was, um, wow. Yeah. It was, it was a good night for hockey for the Bruins. They started out on time. They did not allow a goal within the first two minutes. Clap. Good way to be. It's a good way to be. I mean, they did allow a goal within the first four minutes and three seconds, but power play, power play. Yeah, and that was the only one they gave up. Right, right. Um, the penalty kill has been, it's been hurting a little bit, which s- surprises me. I mean, I think it's still like, you know, Forbert's still eating minutes there. Um, but I don't know who the personnel were on the ice at that point. That happens. But then the Bruins were just like, hmm, should I wait like 20 minutes before I score a goal? Very nearly precisely. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it was like 19 minutes and uh, 49 seconds or something, or 51 seconds. I don't know. It was, 51, yes, 51. Yeah. They were nine seconds short of 20, uh, of 20 minutes of gameplay. At which point Patrice Bergeron says, you know, I'm sick of being, I'm sick of trailing this game. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. does the thing, as he does. Exactly, exactly. It was a good, that was a good snipe. I mean, it was a good pass, but he just top corner. Because, you know, I totally watched it live and not on replay. <laughs> it's okay to watch these things on replay. It's fine. It's okay. Fine. <laughs> uh, and then the third is when they decided, you know, a tie was just. Yeah. At which point Jake DeBrusk had, had his moments against his former coach. Oh, yeah. Got himself his game winner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did. In a weird all left in a weird all left line left wing line of uh, Jake DeBrusque from Zaka and Hall. Whatever works. 
I was going to say they each have a bone to pick with Cassidy, but Zaka doesn't. So I don't know. I mean, did Hall? No, I don't know. I'm just really kidding. Just brought, really just Jake. Um, Everybody was just helping Jake get over, uh, get get that done. And then Coyle and Forbert finished it off. Large, long men scoring goals. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. I forgot to mention that during the first game uh, last Monday, uh, they did the tribute for Bruce Cassidy, which was not like just 10 minutes of him just going fuck or looking down or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah. None, none, none of this 10 minute, none of this five minutes of a howling Claude on loop thing. No, yeah. no. Um, <laughs> you know, basically, I mean, highlighting, especially the 2019 run and stuff like that. So, and, and he was touched, visibly touched. He was like, you could tell he was holding back tears while he was on the bench. You know, and then he said after the game that he would allow himself to be emotional after. And, and Bergie even waited around the hallway after the game to go talk to him. So, so that's good. But anyway, yeah, Jake DeBras got his revenge last night. It looked like he was almost going to flip off the crowd, but then stopped. Oh, DeBrusque? Yeah. Oh, I, okay. I don't remember that, but that's okay. Yeah, I was watching, because again, I was watching live, not highlights or anything. And I'm like, oh my God, he's flipped. Oh no, he stopped. All I know is that there's a picture on Getty Images right after the game of DeBrusque being held by uh, Brandon Carlo. And DeBrusque's look on his face is like, <laughs> oh, you're a big man. And like, like he's like saying, it's okay, Jake. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. He can't hurt you anymore. We can do this. He won't hurt either of I us I told anymore. you. I gave you my therapist number. He can't hurt us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Olmark 30 for 31 only that one power play goal and Olmark oh my god ready listen to this 19 games played Uh, he started 18 games he is 16 and 1 goals against average of 1.77 save percentage 0.941 he leads in all categories except for uh, shutouts which is Connor Hellybucks with 3 He's only one behind. Yeah, like like Olmark is is well, he's currently the front runner for the Vezina. Mm-hmm. Keeps his up like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, baby. Um, pretty good. Pretty good. Love it. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, okay, I have a question for you. I've noticed that my boy Hampus Lindholm has slowed down a little bit in his production. Is this something to worry about, or is this just I like mean, a natural there's valley? There's also just the fact that he's presumably getting a somewhat less power play time with McAvoy being back. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yep. I just, I just worry. I mean, he's still one of seven players with twenty or more points. So. And I think his like record is like, is it twenty three or thirty four? It's one of those numbers. Season best. His best is thirty four in his uh, sophomore season. Oh, wow. That's a long time ago. What, 2014? Yeah, 2014, 2015. Okay. Yeah. All right. So he he can beat that. He can beat that. So I just worry. I, I want him to do well. I mean, he is still doing a lot of really good things out there. Back and forth. Blocking. Things. He's also getting less playing time. Because McAvoy's back. Yeah. Which is that. So that's like, it's oddly, I think, a good thing. Uh, I mean, he couldn't keep up that production forever, but uh, yeah, because the Bruins are healthy, he's 
doesn't have to do anything and go beast mode uh, for the Bruins to have a shot to win. Like he doesn't have to play 30 minutes a game. Okay. All right. So I would still imagine his points per 60 are still way up there. Yeah. All right. All right. I just wanted to know. Uh, because he is still the highest growing defenseman by, by quite a bit. I mean, granted with a lot more games played than number two, but well, you know, hard defense always known for scoring. Woo-hoo. <laughs> uh, that's okay. That's okay. I just wanted to know, but man, oh man, old Mark is having himself a year. That's good. Uh, he's only had six career shutouts and two of them are this year. I mean, a lot of those career games were played for Buffalo. Yes, I know. I know. I know. I'm just saying like he's coming into his own because he's playing with a good team and we got to see goalie hugs last night. And they were very quick goalie hugs. Speaking of Omar and goalie hugs, I read a piece on ESPN today. Uh-huh. It was in general about goalie tandems, but mostly it was about Omar and Swayman. With some comments from Swayman from stuff I didn't know. Swayman apparently goes to Omar's house almost every day. Oh my God, that's awesome. Plays with his kids, uh, hopes to capitalize on Lomark's wife's baking because apparently she's an excellent baker. Well, see, <laughs> I, I did share that Instagram post the other uh, last week where it was Sunday and he, he went over for Fika, which is apparently... Wait, wait, wait. Apparently he goes almost every day. Oh my God. Okay, cool. I wonder <laughs> if she makes apple Maybe she could teach me because the one time I made it, it was bad. I, I mean, mean it was mostly because but... it contained a significant portion of Ellen's hand. Ah, uh, I... <laughs> I had hand no cake. I had no idea <laughs> that it was a bad idea to hand Ellen an apple and a grater. I just had no idea. Okay, I learned. I will never do that again. If Ellen comes over to my house, she I will not make her do anything like that. I mean, like box graders can go fuck themselves. I am a reasonably accomplished um, uh, home cook, and I hate box graders so much. I don't if, have a if, box grader. If, if Julie wouldn't judge me, I would just buy grated cheese. I don't like I grated cheese. Care. I don't like grated cheese, and this is why. It doesn't melt right. It's well, a little too dry. like cornstarch, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't melt right, so that's why you gotta grate yeah, that. Yeah, but at the same token, like fuck box graters. <laughs> I don't use a box grater. I have a, um, it's like an A-frame, and then mm-hmm. I can actually take out the part that I need, put it in the bowl, grate, and then wash it and put it back together. Because we also have like one that's like a flat piece, but it's almost impossible to use. Right. Yeah, that's that's not right. No, no. Uh, I will send you not right now, but I'll send you a link to the one that I have. I actually really enjoy it. It has a fine setting and a um, heftier setting. I almost always use the heftier setting, but that's okay. I have cheese. I mean, yeah, I only use the fine side of the box creator for carrots. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So it's like, I I love it myself. I think I'm actually going to get one of those metal, like chain mail hand things so that I can grate with impunity. And uh, my mandolin, I need one for my mandolin. So Man- mandolin scares me. I won't even use ours. I'm just like, nope, 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 nope. That's why you <laughs> got to get the, the chain mail hand. <laughs> I don't know what it's called, but it looks like it's made out of chain. Don't mail. get me wrong. I cut myself regular, fairly regularly. My left hand is full of all sorts of chef's knife scars, but. <laughs> oh my God. I had to do linoleum prints when I was in 10th grade. Right. So it's like you get, um, it's, it's like 
plain linoleum on a wooden backing. And um, they're great for these like, you know, wonderful, interesting prints. Oh, we did one of these in fourth grade. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, but you have to use these like gouges on them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So my hand, every single finger on my hand had multiple bandages on it for like a couple of weeks while we were doing this. I know what that feels like. And I've still not bought the chain mill hand things. And they're good for shucking oysters too, which I won't do because I'm allergic to them. But I'm just saying multiple uses, multiple uses is for you. Oh, I see this thing with the shucking oysters is my oyster knife is actually has this like platform with a silicon cup. So you can hold on to the oyster while you shuck it. It's, it's, it's a pretty nifty cheat. Otherwise, holding onto an oyster sucks because they're jagged in every single possible direction. <laughs> How did I know that he shucked oysters? How did I know? I, 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 it's not a commentary on anything other than your cooking prowess. Is not. Ah. I like doing the unnecessarily fiddly things myself rather than trusting the trusting the vendor. Yes. <laughs> okay, so no, no, it's fine. It's fine. I, I know that that could seem like oh. I was being snobby or something. I'm from Newport. <laughs> so it's not snobby because you're from Newport? Seems. I mean, seems like that is fishy. actually a really self defeating argument. <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying. I'm, like, not, I'm not snobby. I'm Garnet Hathaway. <laughs> <laughs> What? I have many leather bound books they're first editions that's what they are um no um okay that I did not explain myself well enough there I'm saying <laughs> that I can't judge you on that I could not judge you in a way that would make make it seem like you were a snob or something because I'm from Newport. That's like pot calling kettle black. So it's like, it's it's funny. It's funny. Yes, we all had a good laugh. Yes, yes. I'm sentient virtue adjacent. Closer than I would <laughs> like to be. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm from Newport. I, I got a... <laughs> That needs to be a t-shirt. I'm not a snob. I'm from Newport. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not being a snob. I'm from Newport. (laughs) Oh, God. I feel like that's, you know, how in community Britta was like, I lived in New York. That's my, that's my, I lived in New York. I'm from Newport. (laughs) Anyway. Ah, so uh, the Bruins were traveling all day today, so nothing big's happening. Tomorrow, though, they're going to face off against other teams, and we should probably let Jeff tell us about those other teams. We we have a a significant homestand coming up, five games, actually. So they start off this homestand. That was tomorrow. That would be uh, uh, December 13th, 7 p.m. Eastern time, at home against the Islanders. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That should be interesting. Yay. <laughs> no Barry Trots. Don't have any idea what's actually happening to them. Um, like I feel like they've been like uh, a team. 
<laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> they're a team know. that they're plays. Good. There's nothing interesting <laughs> happening to them, so I don't pay attention. Like they're not interestingly bad, and they're not interestingly good. So they're just sort of they just sort of are. <laughs> the Isles are. abide. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say they're like Winnie the Pooh. They just they just are right. <laughs> um. Anyway, we follow that up, of course, because we're in this. We're still in this marathon stretch of games every other day. Um. Uh, on the 15th, that is Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time at home against the L.A. Kings. Ooh. A team exist. where you really don't know what you get on any given night, but lately it's been mostly bad. Well, their goaltending is... Um, Suspect. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jonathan Quick is anything but at this point in his career. And then... Um, oh, don't you say that. Jonathan Quick is elite. <laughs> I mean, like 10 years ago, sure. <laughs> More like elite. Because <laughs> he's letting all in all those goals. My I gosh. Mean, oh. I mean, he was better than Cal Peterson. And well, that's, 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 that's a hilarious situation. The Kings were so fucked there. Putting a guy on waivers in the six games or whatever into the into a three-year, $5 million a year contract. Not good. Not good. Not good. Ooh. Nope. Nope. That's pretty bad. Anyway, so that who knows what we'll get back. That game is a box of chocolates. Mm. But uh, I'll tell you what game is not a box of chocolates. You know what you're getting. Um, is uh, is on Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern time against the Columbus Blue Jackets. <laughs> oh, I. You know what? Here's what's sad. I kind of Columbus Farcical Jackets. Yes. <laughs> I, I kind of want to go to that game because, like, I get to see Sean Corrali. Like, I like to see Sean Corrali. There's just something about that anthropomorphic bowl of noodles skating that i really enjoy <laughs> what a wonderful way to describe him <laughs> have you seen him skate yeah i know it's like no i'm like his arms very are accurate yeah. he's like yeah so i i just uh, i i kind of want to go to that game i kind of like you know like Oh no, it might snow the day before. Um, so I don't know where I am at that, uh, at this point. So I, so I live in North Carolina, so making games in Boston are kind of tough, but I'm thinking to myself Saturday game, 1 PM. Oh, that's like, I got, I'll be home for dinner. <laughs> I mean, like I'll even get to watch that 1 PM game at 1 PM potentially. Cause I'll be in New Hampshire that day. Oh, oh. welcome back to the States. Seriously, wow. it's been like three fucking years. Yeah. Like, okay. Not even kidding. Yeah. No, we didn't think you were. We didn't think you were. And um, hopefully your parents have Nesson. <laughs> Uh-oh. I think it's better now. But like for a while, that was weird. Yeah. Because like for some reason, they were in the considered in the main media market and they didn't have Nesson and I couldn't stream there. It was all fucky. Well, you know, the, you know what? My sister is not in the Nesson market up in, in Vermont. She has to get like MSG. So fine sodium. <laughs> it's delicious, is what it is. <laughs> it's essential. It's 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 the fundamental building block of umami, which is like should be considered as important as the other four major flavor major major flavor types. Yes. <laughs> I do enjoy umami. I do. Uh so um anyway, yeah. So uh yeah, they don't get Nesson up in St. Albans, Vermont. So I had a very sad weekend, mm. but anyway, uh, what was I going to say? Um, well, that'll be good that you'll be home, Jeff, to see that game and, and family. 
And family. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we went through the games. And we should probably do pr- pr- predictions for the game on the 19th because there's no way they were both against being both recorded and released in time for that. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So what was that game? Panthers. Uh, home against Florida. Okay. All right. All right. So there we go, guys. We got four games to, to do soft predictions on. All of them are home games. Isles, Kings, Blue Jackets, Panthers. So what do we think? Uh, I didn't even go over the results of last time, but that's okay. Uh, we're going to get this done. Ready? Who? Um, hmm. I'm going to go through. I'm going to go four and oh, damn it. I'm going four and oh. And I know that sounds lazy because I can't. I, I think that there might be something that will go into overtime, but I don't think they're going to be losses. So that's the way I look at it. 3 and one Isles are going to run it to overtime because we're going to, we're going to beat the Bruins in overtime because like just <sighs> fucking Isles. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb. I need some positivity in my sports world right now. We're going to go for it. Oh, oh yeah. Right. I didn't mean to say that I'm Tim. I am sorry about, about Xander. Like, oh, oh that sucked. Oh, that was the worst. That was the absolute worst. And, like, the thing is, it happened with Mookie Betts. It happened with Xander. And it's probably going to happen with Rafael Devers next year. And, like, we don't – there's – I just can't talk. They don't, man. They don't know. They don't have a clue. Like there was a report out at the winter meetings that, like, from outside um, personnel from other teams, that they have no idea what the Red Sox are doing. And that's about right because I have no idea what they're doing either. I do know they're a lot worse right now. As is, they're a lot worse than last year. And last year they were in last place. So yeah, I, I it's like they take t- uh, players that are popular, and they just go, "Well, we're not going to resign them." No, and they lowball them so so like so in spring training before the season started, they offered Xander four years, ninety million. Now, in context, baseball money is fake. It's just ridiculous. It, it's not real. Like everyone gets paid a bajillion dollars. And so they offered him four and 90. And when he declined, they're like, well, we'll give you one and 30 then. And he was obviously like, no, I'm going to decline that too. And so when they offered him, like the final deal that they offered him was six years, 160. And he ended up getting 11 years, 280. Whoa. So, like, they came in way under what anyone else was offering. But the thing that sucks is there was a people, there was a few sources that said that if the Red Sox had come to him in spring training and originally offered the six and 160 in spring training, he would have taken it and it wouldn't even gotten to this point. I mean, longer term, like, I feel like I'm less AAV, but a lot longer term. Okay. All right. Because I was going to say it is less. Yeah, I was going to say the, the the per year there is considerably higher on the on the on the the, the Sox offer there, but 
<laughs> but yeah, I mean, eleven years. Like, how can you turn down like basically one hundred and twenty million dollars? I mean, you got to be that guy paid forty, still being paid forty years after you retired, right? Yeah. <laughs> Depending on how much, I don't know if the if they have any deferments, but if that contract has deferments, I mean, Xander could be being paid until like he dies, basically from the Padres, because. I mean that the deferments go crazy. So all right. Well, I'm sorry, Tim. That that sucked. And well, it looks like the bucks are imploding and Oh yeah, Todd Bowles. He's he's bad. He's very, very, very bad at his job. Just not good. He doesn't do it very well at all. And I've never seen like a coaching staff do less with more. Because they're talented and they should be good. Like there's no reason it's like basically the same roster almost that won the Super Bowl two years ago and then like made the playoffs last year. And now like they're like six and seven and they can't score over 17 points. Okay. Nick, Nick, you know what? My hockey team lost nine to two last night. Like the one I I play on granted. We only had two on the bench. I have mutton chops like Ebenezer Scrooge because I'm dressing up as him for work Ooh, this week, uh-oh. which is a thing, my, something my new company does. So fuck y'all. Bruins go own four. Bah humbug. Are you kidding? Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah wait a minute. Yeah. yeah you I'm want kidding. me to put, oh, okay. <sighs> I'm not gonna, I'm, 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 I'm mailing, I'm still saying own four. Fuck y'all. Suck my dick. Okay, I'm gonna make the sure. Birds I write are, that are, are going to give up as many losses this week as they have. Yeah, all I, season. I, I'm just, I'm, I just wanted to say that basically, in the notes here, I wrote, "Fuck y'all, suck my dick." Fuck y'all, all y'all. I'm a Ebenezer, bah humbug, suck my dick. Yeah. All right. Uh, is that what? Oh, I didn't know that. That's what Ebenezer Scrooge said. He said, <laughs> yeah, "Suck my dick." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's exactly what he said. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> if you were a Victorian era slumlord who for went for closing on people, would you say "bah humbug" to them, or would you say "suck my dick, biatch"? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I mean, look, I saw a historical quote one time that said that was that said that Abraham Lincoln said, "Bitches be tripping." So. <laughs> also true <Yeah>. very accurate <laughs> very yeah i mean like i mean i'm sure he was commenting on jefferson davis being um uh, captured trying to escape in his wife's dress right right this is totally <laughs> not at all a like photoshop that i made for mandy no yeah. it wasn't <laughs> no, 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 no. no he was talking smack about jefferson davis obviously yeah right no that's definitely what happened and when they when the south wanted to uh secede and they sent him a telegram telling him they're out he sent them one back saying d's nuts yeah. got him yeah. and- <laughs> And that was that. That was it. <laughs> like nowadays, y'all Southerners like to <laughs> say like you got something to say, but nothing comes out when y'all move your lips. <laughs> I don't really think any of the things I said, but to just make things interesting, I'm just gonna I submit own for. <laughs> That's okay. Okay, I want to remind us of where we came from last year. Uh, last year, last week. 
um, when we did not count the first Vegas Golden Knights game on Monday, because we had counted that in our previous week, I said three and oh, uh, the Bruins were one, one and one. Um, no, no, they weren't one, one and one. They were two and one, weren't they? Yes, two, one and oh. I'm sorry, I was counting something that I said I wasn't counting. All right, so uh, I was wrong. I uh, Jeff had two, oh, and one with Vegas Golden Knights being. Uh, the winner in overtime. And he said, obviously he got the games mixed up. Um, <laughs> Nick was two and one, but you said Vegas golden Knights would be that loss, but yeah. that's okay. Okay. And then Tim was two Oh, and one. And he said, Colorado would be um, winning in the shootout. So that's okay. These things mean nothing. I write them down. We're not tallying them at all. And, and also, of course, the linesman threw the fucking rocks at us here. Just what happened. <laughs> right, right, right. And we do have people playing at home. I'm sorry I don't have my phone. You know who you are. I am the Batman. And you know how you are. You know how you did. It's what it is. Yes, and I will get more on track. Yeah. I mean, last week, I, I edited this episode. I had it all done. Like that night, I had it done and scheduled. And then being the bonehead that I am, I didn't schedule it for Monday. I scheduled it for Tuesday because hmm. I'm a dummy. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Yep. In the past, I'll do better this week. All right, Jeff, why don't we just do the thing? Okay. So listeners, you've been listening to Barely on Topic. You can find us wherever your favorite podcasts are found. You can follow us on Facebook, we're at Barely on Topic Podcast, and on Twitter, we're at Barely on Topic. And then, of course, there are individual Twitter accounts. I, for one, am at Dr. Hand Grenade. I am at Tim A. Richardson. I'm at Nick Baggio. And I'm at I'll Never Blame Darla Ever. org. Also known as at VA from RI. I'm from Newport. <laughs> Word. <laughs>